This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things ag bioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Pork's place on the plates of people around the globe continue to grow, with a global pork market expected to reach more than $418 billion by 2028. Today's guest is an Indiana pig farmer with a national leadership role. She's the president of the National Pork Board. Welcome, Heather Hill. Heather, welcome to Ag Bioscience. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it is good to see you and good to dig into pork. Pork, a big piece of the Indiana Ag Bioscience economy and among the top sources of protein for consumers around the world. Before we go deep into what's ahead for the pork industry, Heather, you have an amazing background. You're a mom, you're a farmer, now president of the National Pork Board. Share with us more of your journey that took you to the National Pork Board. Um, well, you know, at the I'm, I'm just an Indiana kid. You know, I was very involved in 4-H uh, growing up, showed livestock. My mom actually grew up on a pig farm. And so um, it was very important to her, uh, to both my parents that, you know, we learned the importance at an early age. So my three siblings and I were very involved in 4-H and showing livestock. And that led me to want to major in animal science at Purdue University. Uh, so I have my bachelor's degree from Purdue. Um, and from there, um, I was lucky enough to meet my husband while I was at Purdue and actually marry into a um, pig farm. My husband is the fourth generation of his family to raise pigs here in Hancock County where we live. And so uh, we're a fair to finish operation and then also raise corn and soybeans and wheat. And so I worked about the first 20 years after college um, in um, agriculture. I worked for Farm Credit Services as a loan officer and then actually worked for Pfizer Animal Health health, which then became Zoetis as mm -hmm. the swine sales rep for Indiana and a few other states and have been lucky enough to be home on the farm the last uh, couple of years. And that's been a real great opportunity. And, you know, going back to my 4-H roots and the importance of giving back to your community, um, my husband and I have really tried to, you know, be involved in our community and give that same example to our children. And so kind of our litmus test on if we're going to be involved in something is, you know, um, what is the purpose? What, why is it important? You know, we want to make sure our time is precious. We want to be able to spend it with our family, but we know it's important, especially when it comes to agriculture, that uh, we have to be a voice today if we want there to be a future for our children. You know, we don't know exactly where their career paths are going to take them, but we want to make sure that we're ensuring and doing what we can to make sure that there is a future for them. And so, um, you know, being involved with Farm Bureau and Indiana Pork and other organizations like that um, is we were able to do some great things together. And then um, after serving on the Indiana Pork Board, um, Indiana asked me to run for the National Pork Board. And so I am entering um, my sixth and final year on the Pork Board and am currently serving as the president, as you mentioned. It's an incredible story, Heather. And, and you have become a real advocate for pork, for pork production here in Indiana, across the country, and really around the globe. I mean, you, you have taken advocacy to a new level, really put a a face on pork production, help people understand what's behind it. Share more for those that don't know, what is the pork board and what role does it serve in advocacy and maybe even beyond? So um, within the pork industry in the United States, we have two organizations that at the national level that are both grassroots organizations, one being the National Pork Producers Council, which is really our advocacy and lobbying um, side of the industry that is funded through a voluntary 
uh, contribution by producers is how that is funded. And then the National Pork Board is funded through the mandatory checkoff, which is, uh, you know, an act of Congress through the act in order. Um, and our charter says, you know, the act says our things that we're responsible for are promotion, education and research. And so those are the three areas that National Pork Board really focuses on. Um, and also figuring out, you know, what are the things within those three areas that we can do that will also help us on the advocacy side and things that they can, you know, take, do the research that they can then take to Capitol Hill to help the industry as a whole. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of things that follow within uh, promotion, education and research because it's education of consumers, it's education of fellow producers, um, you know, research, it's doing that market research of, you know, what are the trends within meat consumption, as well as animal health. I mean, there's so many areas, you know, soil health, there's so many areas that we can do within promotion, education and research. And so um, it's a really exciting time to not only be in the swine industry, but to have the opportunity to be involved at the National Pork Board. You know, one of the big topics, Heather, that you and I have talked about in our in our time together at Purdue, we've seen sustainability re really become this hot topic, not just for consumers, but for producers and regulators alike. Really some fascinating innovations underway in the pork industry, including manure management, even some energy development. Give us an idea. Give us a, maybe a few highlights, some of the promising innovations you see as it relates to reducing the environmental impact, while most importantly, meeting those global demands for pork protein. Yes. Um, I mean, there is a lot of exciting things happening in the area of sustainability. I mean, one is as simple as over the course of the last year, we've um, had had the ability, we've created an on-farm sustainability report. And so um, individual farmers can get their personal on-farm sustainability report that, you know, shows them, you know, what is their footprint from what all the practices that they are implementing on their farm, whether they're just in pig production or also in crop production. And then we can actually roll that up to have some, you know, numbers to put behind, um, you know, what we're doing in the swine industry, because I would contend that, you know, pig farmers have been sustainable for many, many years um, and farmers in general. And so um, it's exciting to see those reports come out. But on top of that, I mean, there's a lot of innovation within the swine industry, whether, you know, it's the deep pit retrofits, um, for um, the pits under our pig barns that can separate the solids and liquids, um, as well as, you know, pumping more um, can be very uh, beneficial on greenhouse gas emissions. Um, there's a lot of innovation um, for those farms that have lagoons in terms of the covers and the digesters that are offered, um, you know, and then you, when you have that with renewable infrastructure um, for energy, um, there's a lot of developments and incentives that we're seeing there. Um, it's an amazing time for the pork industry. Um, you know, the USDA just had um, announced their sustainability grants back this fall, and the pork board is involved with grants that were approved for um, $155 million. Wow. Uh, I mean, we are not the lead on all of those. Some of those we're a partner on. Um, and, you know, obviously they're still in the draft phases of exactly what they're going to do, but it's all about innovation and things we can do at the farm level to help in um, sustainability uh, for the industry as a whole. And, you know, I think the, the bottom line is those type of innovations are only possible by working with our supply chain partners um, and them being willing and seeing the importance of them investing dollars as well. Because um, then we can use that to match and, you know, increase the dollars that came available from the USDA. And, it just allows us to go a lot farther and provides um, 
innovation for the, you know, the entire industry of agriculture, not just, you know, because I mean, Nestle is a partner on one of those grants. And so, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, because that's going to impact farmers all the way up out to consumers. And so um, a very exciting time, as always, to be involved in agriculture. But to see some of that innovation directly impacting the swine industry is not something we necessarily always see. And so it's super exciting. Well, there's some really interesting pieces. I mean, you, you mentioned lagoons and we talk sustainability and we often talk about sustainability in the context of environmental sustainability. I think that's a really important piece. You and I are both committed to that. But there's sustainability here in terms of farm operation as well. Some of these create new revenue streams for the farm. So it becomes an operational sustainability component as well. Absolutely. You know, I think um, obviously taking care of the environment is very important to me, especially as a mom. You know, I want to make sure that we're leaving, um, you know, the earth better than we found it for our children and to carry that on. Um, but I think, you know, if we can take these environmental practices um, and make our farms even more sustainable, but in the process of that, you can find that financial component um, that makes your farm more efficient. So whether you're saving money or actually generating income, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that just, I mean, cause there's, you know, there's only so much farm ground out there, you know, um, you can only expand so much, um, you know, with limitations. And so if you can take what you're already doing and save money and or make money, um, that's really exciting. I love that focus of innovation, right? Finding finding new ways, to your point, to save money, to make money. And one of the things that I love about your role at the Pork Board, I had a chance to look at your year-end video that you, you posted. And I love this concept of myth-busting. And we talk about innovation. We talk about the new things that are happening in pork production. But there are a lot of myths that exist across production agriculture, misconceptions, and correct facts. What are some of those things that you continuously target on how do we how do we help the American consumer? How do we make the global consumer aware of what's really happening in pork production? Um, I think we, you know, we just I know at times you feel like a broken record, like how many times do I have to talk about this? But I mean, we just cannot uh, um, underestimate the impact of telling our story as farmers. You know, I mean, it's as simple as how do you raise your animals? And I know that sounds very basic and, you know. Um, many people will be like, why do we have to tell that story? But um, it's so, so important because it's it's how we raise them. It's the care we provide for them. It's how concerned we are for the environment. And, you know, I think about my own siblings. I love them very dearly. And, you know, they grew up showing pigs and other livestock in 4-H, but I don't know if they know what we do on our farm or do they understand it. And so I think, you know, a lot of times when we think about myth busting, you know, we focus on the coast, which is very important. Um, but I challenge you know, um, all of my fellow producers, like, does your own family, do your friends, do the people yeah. you go to church with, the people you see, you know, at a ball game, you know, not saying you have to wear it on a shirt and proclaim it all the time. But when you have the opportunity to engage in those conversations, take advantage of it. Um, you know, it's been really fun. Our son is a junior in high school. Um, and the last couple of years, he has a really tight group of four fellow friends. And anytime where the school's on break, I mean, they want to be at the farm. They, they've helped us awesome. wean several times, you know, give vaccines. They've helped, you know, do some construction. And, um, you know, the first time we came, we were like, well, that was good help. You know, they had fun and, you know, we pay them, we feed them lunch, um, but they want to come back every break. And to me, that's what it's all about, because not only are we educating those young men, but, you know, I'm not saying they're going home and being experts, but I mean, they're sharing that with their parents then. And so you know, it just multiplies. And it's so simple. I mean, 
my son Reese doesn't think of it as that he's sharing his story, but he is right. That's um, right. because he's sharing, you know, his love of the farm. And, um, and so that to me is really exciting. And those connections create context, right? And that context then provides to their families and the families that they work with. And I, I think that is, that is one of the things that I, I love about your platform is like you, you are that, I mean, you're out telling the story and it's not in a way to your point that you're beating a drum. It's, Hey, let me tell you about what's going on. You know, as you look Heather at sort of the horizon of all things, pork production, the pork industry at large, we've talked a little bit about innovation, but I want to look to the future. I mean, we've talked about what's happening. What are some of those areas that you look toward the future and you say, boy, there's some really interesting innovation that's, you know, maybe on the horizon in a couple different areas. Well, I, I think the innovation within sustainability will only continue to grow. I mean, I think there's areas that we can't even fathom right now that that will, you know, and because it can be in so many areas, whether it's the crops we're raising that we use to feed our pigs, you know, how we handle the manure, what we feed our pigs. I think there's a lot of innovation there. Um, but a big focus for the National Pork Board in 2023 and beyond is human nutrition and really, oh, wow. um, you know, figuring out where does pork fit within human nutrition. I mean, we dabbled in it in the past, um, but it's something that we have dedicated a large amount of funds to for 2023 and actually um, for the foreseeable future, because we just really feel like that is a super important area that we need to be involved in and engaged. Um, and I don't know what kind of innovation is going to come from that, but I think there's going to be some. Um, I mean, it, you know, it's as, and it might be as basic as, you know, um, I mean, ground pork has really seen a resurgence uh, since COVID um, because, you know, we had, a, you know, some extra pork, you know, and so we've introduced a whole new group of people to ground pork, which, it, you know, as a pig farmer seems so basic and the average person is like, well, isn't that sausage? No, it's not sausage. You know, you can use it in place of any other ground meat. Um, and so that's not necessarily an innovation, but it is because it's taking a product we already yeah. have and introducing it to a new group of people. You know, it's they, um, it's been getting um, placement in the case at the grocery store and that's not something that happened before. Um, and so I think when we think of innovation, it, I think we need to think big and outside of the box of technology and all those things, but we also can't take for granted just simple innovations of tweaking how we're already doing thing, which creates a whole new market. Heather, we probably have time for one more question here. And this is a, this is a big one, but I think there are so many folks who are listening, who have a personal connection to pork, right? They love bacon, they love ham, whatever it may be. But a lot of folks don't know about the pork industry. What's the one thing? do you want people listening to know about pork production and what can consumers expect from the pork industry in the years ahead? I think for me, the most important thing for people to know is, you know, as pig farmers, we're also consumers. We're moms, we're, um, you know, members of our community. And so, you know, raising pigs is what we do each and every day. And so every decision we make is also with our consumer hat on our community member. And so, we truly care for our animals and want to make sure that we are providing the absolute best care to them because we're pr ultimately producing pork that our family as well as everyone else's family is going to eat. And so, you know, we care um, is a big part of National Pork Board and the pork industry. And it's the truth. Um, I mean, you you couldn't do what we do if you didn't care. Right. Um, and so I, I think that is what what I want people to know is no matter the size of a farm, it's people like me. 
um, behind them that are doing the work day in and day out and are doing it because they care and are providing the best care possible to their animals. And um, that to me is the important thing to know. Super clear. Heather, I just, I love your story. I love the work you're doing. I always enjoy our time together. It's Heather Hill, Indiana farmer and president of the National Pork Board. Heather, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Thanks for having me, Mitch. It was good to be with you. And thank you for tuning into Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library of archived episodes and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovasindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovas team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.